Anyone who knows me well has probably heard me say, where's my jetpack? Not my jetty pack. I know right where my jetty pack is. It's in the closet where I'm gonna grab it actually momentarily for an afternoon jetty walk. But the question is, where's my jetpack that would let me fly from my house to the office in three minutes? I wanna fly above the trees. I wanna know what that feels like. I want the freedom being able to fire up my jetpack. There are other things that I just think should exist in the world. Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I are going to share some of the things that we think should exist and some of the things that we're mad don't. If you have things that you think should exist, if you have opinions about the things that we think should exist, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. Where's my jetpack? It's in the closet. <laughs> no, that's my jetty pack. Where's my jetpack? Ah, your jetpack. Uh, we don't have a jetpack. So our office is two miles, two and a half miles, yeah, three four, miles, three, four from our house. Right. Can you please explain to me why I can't just power up my jetpack and fly there? How fun would that be? Uh, I can explain that to you. Okay, good. Physics. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the amount of energy needed to create the right amount of thrust for a long enough period of time efficiently like if you had $100,000, I think you could have a jetpack. They have some cool stuff out there now. But so so the what you're saying is the answer to my question, why don't I have a jetpack is simply I'm not rich. <laughs> if I was rich enough, I could have a jetpack? I think if you were rich enough, you could have a jetpack. Really? I think so. They have some pretty cool stuff out there. Why can't I have a 5-year tattoo? <laughs> Okay, there's there's no, I'm not morally opposed to tattoos. I just don't understand how it is people commit to something forever. As Jimmy Buffett says, it's a permanent reminder of a temporary feeling. Exactly. That's my fear. I clearly have, I mean, you and I, we have a 50-year contract on this marriage thing because forever seemed daunting. Now, we have renewal options, so, <laughs> but... Are those renewal options like a year at a time, or is it another 50-year contract? I don't know that we ever set that. Oh, we'll just have to cross that bridge and come <laughs> to it. So five-year tattoos, right? You could commit to something for five years. Exactly. I could commit to a path, a plan, a business, a phrase, an image. Somebody has come out with like a six-month tattoo. Have you seen that? I have. So that's better. But that doesn't seem long enough. It seems like, why go? Why bother for six months? Fact. Right? Yeah. I mean, I could even see two years, but six months just doesn't seem worth it. Five years sounds about like the sweet spot. So if you haven't figured it out yet, the theme of this podcast is stuff I am mad doesn't exist. And maybe you too. I don't know. Do you have a list of things that you're mad doesn't exist? Uh, no, I don't think I've given it that much thought. Really? Yeah. So these are just the things I'm mad about? Well, now that you mention them, I kind of <laughs> like them. <laughs> All 
All right, so I'm mad that I don't have a jetpack. Jetpacks would be really cool. So fun. I just want to fly, and I don't want to. I don't want to go hang gliding, right? I don't want to go into the mountains someplace. And have to, I just want to be able to like wander out in my backyard, power up my jetpack, and pack and fly to the office. Right. Well, there was that guy with the paraglider. Is that what you call that? At the beach the other day. So he has like a giant picture of a guy with a giant fan strapped to his back, and a parachute overhead. And I don't quite know how he launches it. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if he starts running across a field. But once he gets going, he just was sort of flying over the beach the other night. I don't want to die, though. That, that seems a little complicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm also mad that there is not a good quality protein ice cream out there. And I don't really understand it. Like they, we, we eat and use a couple of really good quality protein powders, some vegan, some whey. We kind of mix them up a little bit to get different amino acids in and all the things. And I don't understand why you can't take those. Do you remember years ago, there's a little store in our little village called Sylvester's mm -hmm. and it, it is touted as like a general store modern general store modern general store and in the back they have delicious coffee and a couple of different things and for a, a year at least one summer they had frozen protein ice cream bars hmm one year i don't remember they were delicious oh they were delicious oh yeah yeah i have a vague memory of that now i don't understand why nobody's made and and there are some low calorie ice creams out there that claim to be high protein. And I suppose if you balance sort of the, but they're mostly air and they taste bad and they've got a lot of crap in them. So why not like a really high protein, like high quality, like 20 grams a serving, like a protein bar. Exactly. Yeah. Let's invent it. Let's make that. Let's make that in jetpacks. The pro jet bar protein jetpack company. So, so I actually made my own protein ice cream. How was it? It was delicious. So here's how I did it. I took some coffee ice cream, which was what happened to be, I was at my parents' house. It happened to be what was in my mom's freezer. And I sort of, remember when you were a kid and you would, well, I shouldn't say you, because maybe I'm the only freak who did this, but I would take a cup of ice cream and then I would mix it with the spoon until it became like soft serve. Oh, yeah. Everybody do that, I right? think everybody did that at some point. So you mix it with the spoon until it becomes soft serve and then put a scoop of protein powder in it, keep mixing, and voila. There you go. There you go. Doesn't sound that hard. Protein milkshake? Hello? Oh, well, that's, yeah. We should get a milkshake maker. Protein milkshakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that's, that's quite... But I'm serious about this protein ice cream. Can there you, should be a thing. Can you think of any reason why it doesn't exist? Nope. All right. I cannot. Are you on it? I'm in. I'm on it. We can't do it as a business, though. You know why? Why? Because the whole thing of, like, shipping frozen goods... Oh, yeah. That's horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. No. Thank you very much. Yep. So it's not something I actually want to make. I'm just putting it out to the universe good quality, nutritious, like it's got a, I mean, obviously it's going to have some sugar in it, but it could be a good value, nutritional value proposition. I'm with you. All right. Somebody, please. All right. What else? What else you may have out? Okay. Have you ever taken a cruise? Yes. 
Are you going to take a cruise in November with the pack and the crew? I am. I can't wait. Can't be in. It's going to be so much fun. If anybody hasn't gotten the memo, we are doing a 99 walks and a jetty crew cruise in November, and it's going to be amazing. Okay, so when you get on a cruise ship, what happens? What's the first thing you do before you after you drop your bags and find your stateroom and all of that, and before the ship leaves the dock? What you, do you do? You go to your mustard station. You go to your mustard station. For anybody who hasn't cruised, can you describe what that is? Yes, and it's a muster station. This is where you go in the event that the cruise... You have to is, abandon ship. Yeah, you have to abandon ship. There's a major catastrophe, and you have to get on your lifeboat. So literally everybody has to do this. Like the ship won't sail if... Debbie McGillicuddy is in her room for some reason or and and won't come to the muster station like they have a list they know where you're supposed to be and there's a crew member or two at each station and yep you you do that and how many spaces are there on the lifeboats uh there's one space per person what about the crew members? Do Include, they have a space too? Including crew. So there are lifeboats on every cruise ship sufficient to rescue every person on that ship in the event of an emergency. Is that right? Yes. And on airplanes? <laughs> if the airplane goes in the water, are there enough lifeboats? No. You have to use the slide. <laughs> And if the airplane is in the air, like, are you talking like an escape pod? Yes. Like, we should all have, like, our three rows of seats, like, slide out to the side, and then a parachute comes out, and we have, like, little escape pods from the plane. Something. Shouldn't there be something? Uh, now, listen. It would seem like a good idea. I, I know air travel is safe. Statistically, you look at all the numbers. Like, I get that. Right, you're safer on a plane than you are driving to the grocery then store. Then you are like, recording a podcast. Then you are recording a podcast <laughs> with moose in the but. I would say that if you looked at those numbers, the Titanic notwithstanding, you are probably pretty safe on a cruise ship too. Especially when you're talking like a cruise ship that's going from island to island, right, and is only at sea for like you know three hours while you're sleeping. It's not like crossing the Atlantic or the Pacific. Right. So statistically, you're probably in pretty good shape being on a cruise ship, too. So how come the cruisers get lifeboats and the flyers get, get a flotation device under their seat? <laughs> it's not going to do you a lot of good in the air. <laughs> so where are my airplane lifeboats? To be invented. Can't we just all get a parachute? I, you know, I don't even, when I see like future planes and drawings and like popular mechanics will be like, what planes will look like in 2050? I don't think they have lifeboats. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I truly, I mean, I'm not being, I'm not being sarcastic. Like I, I, I'm being a little sarcastic, but I actually don't understand. Yeah. So I'm mad about that. Okay. What else are you mad about? Well, I am really mad that we don't have a cure for cancer. Yeah. Well, that goes without saying though i mean if you look at saint jude one of one of our favorite oh, places yes. what's the statistic for this particular type of cancer that they treat children so for free 
many years ago, this is not an ad for St. Jude, though it could be. Many years ago, it, through my work with our prior company, I had the opportunity to tour St. Jude Children's Research Hospital as a member of the media with eight other journalists. And it was the most extraordinary place I've ever been. If you ever want your faith in humanity restored, go hang out with the people who work there and the families who are getting treatment there. It is, it is everything they say it is. So one statistic I learned while I was out there, they're very, St. Jude is very specific about the type of cancers that they will treat. And one of the cancers that they research and treat when they opened their doors many decades ago, this particular cancer had a 94% fatality rate and it's a children's cancer. So just absorb that for a hot second. Uh, and through the research and the work that they have done, they have reversed that and they cure 90% of the kids who come through the door with that particular type of cancer. So the people who are out there doing this research day in and day out on all kinds of different cancers, they are making progress. They yep. really are. So, okay, we just need more. So that's what you're, you're mad about. Why isn't there more? Yeah, but it's a fair point. You know, I, it's, um, it's a place where I actually, I can't say I'm mad, I'm impatient mm. because people are really working on it. Like nobody is trying to make me protein, good quality protein ice cream, and it, don't, it doesn't really matter. But people, gosh, I don't want to say I'm mad at the people who are doing this research because there are people out there working their tails off. So, all right, I take it back. I'm not so mad about it. I'm just sad about it. Can I be sad instead of mad? Yes. Okay, how about you? Give me something your mad doesn't exist. Um, I'm mad that there's not a teleporter. Like, I think that, like, you should be able to step into a booth in New York and be beamed somewhere else. So, well, that would also solve one of my problems. Which is? Well, you don't need airplanes if you can just beam <laughs> yourself to wherever you want to go. Exactly. It totally solves that problem. And frankly, no, I was going to say maybe it solves my jetpack problem. But the jetpack seems really fun. So it would get me from the house to the office or the house to, um, you know, I don't know, wherever we want to go. go and see my sister Susie in California. And I guess it would be really, a really long time and really hard to have like a home teleporter. <laughs> so you teleport yourself from your home to the office. I'm thinking more like, like a teleporter station, like an airport. Can you imagine a day when all of our airports were transformed to teleport stations. Yep, you just teleport stations. You know what they'd be? They would be teleport stations in pickleball courts. <laughs> <laughs> you teleport yourself anywhere in the world, and 128 indoor air-conditioned <laughs> pickleball courts at your disposal. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so where would you teleport to? Well, one of the other things I'd sort of like is a teleporter at the base of a ski area so you just step in with your skis and you're teleported to the top <laughs> so you don't well, have to ride the lift anymore well I, I i have strong feelings about that actually you ready yeah when would you rest that's first of all because you rest on the lift on the chair ride up that's number one number two chair rides are like one of the best parts of skiing they're like 
on a perfect day, it's like you're literally moving through a snow globe. You are in the snow globe. You want to miss that whole experience? Yep. <laughs> uh, no, well, here's one for you. Okay. All the chit chat and conversations that we have had with our kids while riding the chairlift. Do you want to give all those up? Mm, good point. Okay. All right. But so where would I tell? I would teleport to Hawaii. It's just so far. I'd teleport up to all the far places like Hawaii, Asia, all over the place. Africa, teleport to a safari. See, that's funny. You, you, that's where your head goes because my head goes actually to the idea that it would make it so much easier to do things. Like I would teleport to Philadelphia to have lunch with our son. Oh, that'd be fun. You know, my mom wants to go see um, a movie and she's looking for somebody to go with her. I would just teleport to Florida and go to the movies with my mom and teleport home. Oh, yeah, you could do that too. And you think about all of the opportunities that teleporting would make available to us. So is it possible? I mean, we've got this physics problem and teleporting seems, it's so funny because it's one of those uh, ideas that's in every sci-fi movie and television show. They're teleporting all the flipping time. Yeah, Star Trek, beam me up, Scotty. Uh, even The Flash, we've watched, I'm embarrassed to say, but together with Maddie starting in the pandemic, we've watched all nine seasons. Yes. Nine seasons of The Flash. And it took them a couple of seasons to get to this teleporting thing, but now they, te they teleport through time. So, yeah, they sort of like teleport through like dimensional things. Like I'm, I envision teleporting more like the Star Trek, you know, beam me up, which then goes into debate, the debate, like if your energy and particles are broken down in one place and then reconstituted in another, is it actually you or is it just a copy of you? It's totally you as long as it's your pieces put back together. Well, it wouldn't well, actually I'm, be your pieces. It would of course be, it would. Well, it would be remade pieces of you. So let me ask you this question. Because you can't teleport the pieces. You're teleporting the energy and the code. <laughs> if, you, if you cut off the tip of your finger uh -huh. and you put it on ice because you're smart and you run right to the hospital and they reattach it, which let's just start with the fact that that's a miracle, but they reattach it. Is that your finger? Yes. How is that different? Well, if... <laughs> You cut off your finger and they took somebody else's finger and put it on you, but it was exactly the same. Is it still your finger? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's deep. We're going places this podcast has never been before today. Well, I mean, that goes, there's a practical question around that. And I think the answer has to be yes. So we have an old friend who has been sick for years and years and years and recently got a kidney transplant. Would you, wouldn't you say that's his kidney now? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> so It's not yeah, entirely true. I don't know where that phrase came from, but I know. <laughs> lawyering up in the room, not entirely true. Not, not true. Uh, yes, it's now his kidney. Then yes, it's your finger, even if somebody else is uh, and it's you. And it's you once you've been teleported and reconstituted. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> now that we've solved that, physio, physio, uh, that 
metaphysical metaphysical uh debate or question i just lost my complete train of thought yeah um all right moving on all right you said you want a shoe phone i would love a shoe phone shoe phone because of get smart who didn't love maxwell smart i i know where it comes from i and if missed uh, it by that much well, that was good <laughs> was it that was good yeah uh so or anybody anybody in the world who was not familiar with get smart and uh, 99 loved 99, Agent 99 mm, of course she was the best chief chief yeah i wonder if those they must be out there somewhere in the world oh i'm sure um so I get the nostalgia of a shoe phone, but you really want one? Well, Are you, you're mad you can't get one? How many times do you walk around the house going, where's my phone? <laughs> if That's you were right. wearing it, you would never have to say that. It would be on your feet. And then like maxwell smart you're going to stop and take off your shoe and talk into it yes no it's a <laughs> terrible idea well i think technology has advanced since the 60s i think you would actually unhook your shoe your phone from your shoe and put it to your ear you would unhook your so say, say so, again? so the phone would be sort of embedded in your shoe and then you could just sort of take it out of your shoe and talk into it. So that seems incredibly annoying. That seems <laughs> way more annoying than taking your phone out of your pocket. Except, where's my phone? <laughs> but here's a better idea. Okay. What if the phone is embedded in your shoe? Okay. The whole sort of receiver piece, but then all you need is an earbud. No, that could work. Yep. I mean, it works now with your phone in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about embedding the phone like directly in your head? Well, you know they're going to do that, but that is creepy AF. That's very creepy. I mean, they do that in every sci-fi movie too. And phones in glasses, they're getting they're they're sort of doing that already, right? They have like audio in the glasses and stuff. They have audio in the glasses. So we're, we're, we may even be beyond shoe phones. So that might be, that might be something that we've actually surpassed. <laughs> you think? <laughs> was that a little Captain Obvious? <laughs> a little bit. Huh. A little I, bit. Thought, I thought I was making the leap there. No, no. I think so. You think we're beyond shoe phones? Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. As we stare down the moment when we send our youngest child off to college, mm -hmm. I'm sort of mad that higher education for all doesn't exist. It just seems to me that if you have the talent and the skill and the desire we need people who can do all the things. You know what we need? Do you know what we need? What do we need? We need people who can invent all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we met an extraordinary kid on vacation last year who 
who wants to save the oceans. Yeah, he this was kid wants to save the oceans. That is his life's mission. Yep, he had an undergraduate degree in marine biology, and he was saving, saving, saving for his graduate degree in marine and ocean bi uh, biology. And, like, such a passion for it. And who knows? He could be the one that saves our oceans. Like, he should be able to go do that. And there are so many roadblocks facing this kid to get that education and the kind of education that opens doors. So I'm actually mad about the fact that there are people who have these talents and these passions and the universe does not open those doors for them. I'm genuinely mad about that. Much madder than I am about the lack of good quality protein ice cream. And the shoe phone. You know, I'm not at all mad about the lack of a shoe phone. <laughs> You're not mad about the lack of a shoe phone? I'm trying to think if, like, if Nike came out with a shoe phone, because that's the one who, somebody would do it. I, this probably is going to show up somewhere in the world. The Nike shoe phone? Somebody's going to make a shoe phone. But it doesn't, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, it, no, because you've got to look at it, because now we use our phones. It's not just a phone. It'd be hard to take a picture with your shoe. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I double knotted it. There's a whale. <laughs> Let me get the. Oh, I double knotted my shoe. Ah, I missed it. <laughs> All right. I don't want a shoe phone. This is. <laughs> if we were different people, uh -huh. we would be making the funniest, funniest video that would undoubtedly go viral about you and your trying, <laughs> trying to work your shoe phone. We may have to do it anyway, just because. <laughs> okay. All right. What else are you mad that doesn't exist? Well, on a more serious note, I think I'm I'm mad that something does exist. Oh, interesting. Uh, hunger. Oh, please don't get me started because this is my thing. You know, there's this is my thing. How there's so much food insecurity. Just in, in our country, let alone the world, when there is so much food out there. It's, I, I'm kind of mad about that. I'm kind of mad that people aren't at least getting good nutrition every day. Uh, this, has been, this has been a hot button for me for as long as I can remember. You know, we talk about getting kids opportunities and, and all the things. I'm like... If a kid is not fed basic nutrition, what more can you, you got to start there. Yeah, the situations where in, in the summers, kids who get most of their food at, at school and then they're really food insecure at home in the summers. I mean, it's just, it's just staggering to me. And the thing about that is and listen, I know I know issues like this are super complicated for so many reasons. But this one seems fixable. It just does. Certainly, certainly, if you just start with this country, food insecurity should just not be a thing. Yep. Everybody should get their protein ice cream. <laughs> I I think I would start with you know sandwiches and just basic nutrition and. Good, good food. Good food. Yeah. I, yeah, that's probably, re I'm trying to think where that would rank on my list of things that I'm mad about. And I think 
going back to what I was just saying, I think one of the things I'm I'm that makes me the maddest about that is that one just seems like if we could just get our act together, we can solve that. Like I don't think there's anybody like there are things that we disagree about, right? As humans and in this country, and I don't think there's anybody out there who's like, nah, I don't think all kids should have enough food to eat. Can we all get on board and just fix that one? Yeah, I think that would, I, you know, of of all the things, and we've talked a lot of tongue in cheek today, but I think that one is a more serious thing that, you know, maybe we should see what we can do in, in our local food pantry. We've got stuff we can contribute, so there's there's something that we should do today. <laughs>